Today my scripture reading is taken from 1 Kings 19, 1-8. God wants me to speak on uh, the spirit of Jezebel. We need to understand and know the revelation of the word in terms of what is the spirit of Jezebel, how it operates and what the enemy tries to do to us as the children of God, even as we go through life's journey. We need to overcome, we need to break free, we need to destroy strongholds and we need to manifest the supernatural power of God. And so today as we understand the word of God, you are going to be set free from every demonic assignment that tries to manipulate you, that tries to corrupt you, that tries to oppress you, that tries to bring you in bondage. So if you look at the verse uh, 1 Kings 19 verse 1 to 8 then it goes on to say then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying so let the gods do to me and more also if I make not your life as the life of one of them by this time tomorrow in verse number 3 it says and then he was afraid and arose and went for his life and he came to Bathsheba of Judah over 80 miles and out of Jezebel's realm and he left his servant there we must understand that Elijah had just killed all the prophets of Baal. So there are many Christians that can operate from a position where you are operating from great victory, but you allow the lies and deception of Jezebel to penetrate your mind. There are seasons in the person's life where we open the door to satanic activity to manipulate and control our minds. You see, Jezebel is an operating system. It's a satanic force. It comes to possess your mind. It comes to mislead you. And it is an assignment that comes as a demonic voice to make you abort the purpose of God. Today, in the name of Jesus, I declare that you will kill the spirit of Jezebel. You will dethrone the spirit of Jezebel. By the end of this service, you won't be running for your life. But Jezebel will be running for her life. Actually, she'll be dead. So today we want to do some spiritual warfare. We must understand that we don't fight against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities and powers. But there must come a season in your life when the enemy has to fall. There must come a season in your life where the enemy has to be destroyed. There must come a season in your life where the voice that is speaking to you when nobody is speaking to you, has to be bound and destroyed in the mighty name of Jesus. So when we think about this, we understand that Jezebel sent a message to Elijah. And this message caused Elijah to run for his life. This message caused him to be fearful and afraid. And the Bible says that he was paralyzed spiritually at a season of his life where he was running from the spirit of Jezebel. Today I want to say to you, every demonic voice that has caused you to run for your life will be broken in the mighty name of Jesus. Every satanic voice that has been spoken to you, every voice that is not the voice of God, we break it down today. We pull it down today. Every voice from an altar of Baal, every voice from the wrong place and from the wrong house and from the wrong altar, from the false prophet. We dethrone it today in the name of Jesus because God wants to raise up an anointing for you to have victory in your life. So when we understand this, the Bible says he tried to run away from the realm or from the place or the geographical location of Jezebel. Let me say something. You can run away from the geographical location. That doesn't help you at all. This is a spirit that has no boundaries. That means you can be in a different location, but the spirit can still trouble you. You can be anywhere, but the spirit can follow you. Today, I come to tell you, every voice of Jezebel, by the end of the service, will stop following you. So, then the Bible says, in verse number 4, went a day's journey into the wilderness, and came and sat down under a lone broom or a juniper tree, and asked that he might die. He said, it is enough now. 
Oh Lord, take away my life for I am no better than my father's. So he comes to a place in his life where he says, Lord, I am feeling suicidal. I feel like giving up, Lord. I feel like, you know what? It's not worth for me to live anymore. There are many people even watching on TBN. You've come to this place in your life where the enemy has wrestled you and oppressed you to such an extent that you say that I want to give up on life. There are people actually living today and waiting to die. They're not interested in living anymore. Why? Because of the spirit of Jezebel. Jezebel is a spirit that will deceive your mind and cause you to think things that God don't want you to think. We should be thinking what God wants us to think. We should be wanting what God wants us to want. But there's a spirit that can come and I see it operating and it begins to cause the servant of God to want to abort the plans and the purposes of God because of the spirit of Jezebel. There are many leaders in leadership because of the spirit of Jezebel. They have aborted the plan of God. There are many people that cannot fulfill the mandate of God because of the spirit of Jezebel. So here is a great man of God. He killed the prophets of but now he's running from Jezebel. Today I declare in the name of Jesus that you will not run from Jezebel. You see, he became suicidal. He said, I cannot make it anymore. I want to give it up. Lord, take away my life. I'm no better than my father's. He's complaining. He's murmuring. He's negative about everything in life because of the voice of the spirit of Jezebel. You see, it goes on to say, and he lay under the broom or juniper tree and behold, an angel touched him and said to him, arise and eat. You see, in the midst of his storm, God does something extraordinary. He sends him an angel. An angel comes to locate him in the midst of his storm. You see, how good is our God? Because God will always intervene in our negative situations. God will always intervene in your trial. God will always come through for you, even in your storm. You see, Elijah was going through such a problem. He had challenges. He had difficulties. There are many people in the world who are going through various trials. But we find here that as he lay asleep under the juniper tree, waiting to die, the Bible tells us there was an angelic visitation. I don't know what you're going through today. The anointing of God is about to visit somebody. The peace of God is going to visit you. So in this case, an angel showed up and touched him and told him, arise and eat. You can be in the wilderness, but God can feed you. We know Elijah was a man where God fed him at the brook called Cherith. God fed him by the woman of Zarephath. When God told him move from Cherith, the ravens fed him. So what am I saying is that God is the God of supernatural provision. He is a God that knows how to operate. You see, there are people that try to, to get wealth. There are people that try to uh, do things in the flesh and try to get to a place where they try to figure out in their own ability and their own strategies. But there's a place where God provides for you, where God gives you the strategy, where God gives you the man where God puts the anointing upon you and God knows how to provide for your life. There are many people that are coming into a place of divine provision as you watch this program. There are many people that are hearing our voice right now. You are coming into the place of divine supernatural provision because the angel of the Lord touches him at his weakest point and tells him, arise and eat. And he looked and behold, there was a cake baked on the coals and a bottle of water at his head. And he ate and drank and lay down. The Bible says he ate he drank and he lay down. God had to take him on a spiritual journey. God had to develop him. Every one of us are on a journey with the Lord. We need to be developed by the Lord. And here you find that in this weakest moment, God showed up. No matter what you are going through, I got news for you. Jesus is going to show up in the midst of your storm. 
Jesus is going to show up in the midst of your trial. Jesus is going to show up in the midst of whatever your negative circumstance may be. So Elijah receives a visitation. And Elijah received a touch. The moment you receive a touch, things will change. I pray today somebody will get a supernatural touch in the name of Jesus. I pray today somebody will receive an anointing that comes from the throne of God. I pray today that an angel will fly in favor of you from the throne room of God and do something in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. I don't know who I came to talk to today but somebody will receive an angelic visitation today in the mighty, powerful, awesome name of Jesus. We need to believe God that God will give us supernatural miracles. So we find that this is what happened to him. So he arose. He ate and drank and went in the center of that food 40 days and nights to Horeb, the mount of God. Look at this. God gave him supernatural strength. He says he ate, he drank, and he went in the center of the food for 40 days and 40 nights. When you look at the scripture, you can even consider that Elijah went on a 40-day fast. But God strengthened him for a 40-day fast. And when he went on the fast, the Bible says he came to the mount of God. He came to Horeb, the mount of God. I prophesy today that somebody will come to Horeb, the mount of God, because of the supernatural touch that God will give you and advance you and accelerate you to the place that he wants you to be at. I pray in the name of Jesus, somebody will be transported to their destiny divinely by the power of God. I pray in the name of Jesus that we will shift because of the anointing in our lives and God will advance us to Horeb. You see, Elijah was in the place called the pit. He was in a place called suicide. He was in a place where he was giving up all hope on his life. But God touched him and God raised him and God strengthened him and God gave him food and God put favor upon him and God took him to the mountain called Horeb. You see, God is not finished with any one of us. He loves us and he cares about us. That is why in the midst of your storm, you can expect a visitation. You see, the God that I serve is a miraculous God. The God that I serve is a God of signs and wonders. That's why I believe that people have to get into the realm of the spirit rather than operate in the flesh. Because the flesh dimension is a dimension where the enemy attacks. But in the realm of the spirit, you will attack the enemy. Somebody is coming to the place called Horeb. Somebody is coming to the place where you're going to manifest the glory of God. So the Bible tells us in verse number 13, And Elijah heard the voice, and he wrapped his face in a mantle, and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? You see, Elijah was at a place where God had to speak to him. Say, Elijah, why, Elijah, are you in this location of the cave? He wrapped himself in a cave. Why are you in the cave, Elijah? Why are you hiding why don't you come out of that cave and do what I want you to do? What we must understand is that every spirit that you think is seeking your life to destroy it, I want to say to you something. God is seeking to protect your life. Every demonic assignment that wants to kill you, that wants to steal from your family, that wants to steal from your house, that wants to steal from your children, I prophesy to you today, God is seeking to protect your life. So you find God is interested in us because God comes and speaks to him. In the midst of his trial, God even speaks to him. He says, Elijah, what are you doing here, Elijah? I pray today everybody that has lost their way from where God has called you to be. 
everybody that has aborted the kingdom of God, the ministry of God, the purpose of God and the plan of God, that God will bring you back to your divine destiny through the grace of God. We cannot operate in the kingdom of God without hearing the voice of God. So we pray today that every ear will be circumcised with the blood of Jesus to hear the voice of God so that the kingdom of God may advance. So when he comes to this location, the Bible says that God tells him the secret of the success of a ministry is in the anointing. I've come to tell you today that giant killers are arising through the anointing at Bethesda Worship Center and all over the world. I declare not because of who we are, but because of who he is. And because of his anointing that is coming upon us, we are rising to take nations. We are rising to touch nations. We are rising to touch the world. We are rising with the presence of the Lord to do great exploits in the kingdom of God. And God is telling Elijah, Elijah, you may be feeling suicidal, but I haven't finished with you. I don't know who I came to talk to today. You may be feeling suicidal. You may feel like you're giving up. But I want to tell you something today that God is not finished with you. People might have been wrote you off. The devil might have said, I can send this ugly voice to you and write you off. But God is saying to you today, I have not finished with you my son. I'm not finished with you my daughter. Get ready because it's not time for you to die. It's time for you to refire. It's time for you to go to another level. It's time for you to get a new anointing. Somebody is about to get a fresh anointing. Rebakot the enemy might have planned that you must die but I say to you today you shall not die before your time but somebody will live to declare the word of the Lord I've come to say there will be no spiritual abortion in Bethesda worship center or in the house of God I declare there will be no spiritual abortion but amen praise God that the enemy is going to die in the spirit because of the anointing of God I declare and pray today that what the doctor said that he can't fix you up. Well, I've come to tell you you can't receive a report of death before God has dealt with you. I say to you, somebody today you are going to hear the voice of God and shift to another level. The, the devil might have thought it's over but I say to you today, it's not over till God says it's over. You could be in the ICU. You could be wherever you may be, even on a ventilator. But I've come to tell you today that you can't die until God says it's over. He said, Elijah, you may think like you're going to die, but it's not time to die. It's time to refire. Can somebody say amen? It's time to refire. So he said, Elijah, I want to tell you that you better get ready because I'm going to fuel you up with the fire and the anointing. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but you are going to get fueled up with the fire and the anointing of God to do great exploits in the kingdom of God. This is what he does. In 2 Kings 9.1, Jezebel sends the threat and Elijah responds to the voice of God. And so in 2 Kings 9.1, and Elijah the prophet called one of the sons of the prophets and said to him, get up your loins. Take this flask of oil in your hand and go to remote Gilead. So the young man, the prophet, went to remote Gilead. And Jehu arose and they went into the house and the prophet poured the oil on Jehu's head and said to him, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I have anointed you king over the people of the Lord, even over Israel. So what he does is that we find that God now sends Elisha to one of the sons of the prophet. So when Elisha goes to the son of the prophet, he gives him a mandate. He tells him, listen, I am choosing you to take this flask of oil in your hand and go to Ramot Gilead. So what he did was, he anointed this prophet to anoint Jehu. 
Listen, don't think that you are nobody. Because here is God's strategy being put in place, but he's taking a son of a prophet, a nobody, to anoint a Jehu. It can take anybody to anoint somebody in higher authority. It depends on who God chooses. Because God is no respect to our persons. And so what God does is that he looks for the son of a prophet. And Elisha is a man with a double portion anointing, sending a son of a prophet to go to Ramot Gilead to anoint Jehu to kill Jezebel. You see, we underestimate our God and we underestimate ourselves. Never underestimate yourself because you are a grace carrier of God's word. You are a grace carrier of the anointing of God. So you may not have a title, pastor, apostle, teacher, prophet, evangelist, or whatever titles people are given in this world. But still, you are a grace carrier with the anointing. So you find that when God looks for the person, he catches hold of a son of a prophet and he says, you're going to go do the anointing. You're going to go to the house of Jehu and you're going to anoint him king. So so the son of the prophet, he comes to the place and he takes the oil in his hand. Imagine, he takes the oil and he anoints Jehu king and he says, the Lord has anointed you king. You see, your life starts when God anoints you for your task. Your life starts when God puts his oil upon you. There are many people trying to accomplish things without the anointing. They can't do it. But when God anoints you, he will appoint you and he will raise you up. No matter what the devil says about you, God will still pick you up. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but somebody is going to get a fresh anointing from the presence of the Lord. And so you find that the son anoints him and he gives him a prophetic word. He said, listen, I've anointed you king over Israel. You know, an ordinary man, the son of the prophet, anointed him king over Israel. He was obedient to carry out the task of God. He obeyed. He went with what God told him to do by the servant Elisha, the double portion servant who carried the double portion of Elijah's anointing. And the Bible says that when he came to this place, he gave him another prophetic word. He said, Jehu, God wants me to tell you something, Jehu. God wants me to tell you something in verse number seven. You shall strike down the house of Ahab, your master. Come on. He said, Jehu, this anointing that you are about to get is going to make you powerful. He said, Jehu, this anointing that's going to come upon you is going to give you the ability to strike down your master's house, which is Ahab. You see, Ahab was a demonic house. It was an operating system. But it was operating in a way under the control of the spirit of Jezebel. You see, Ahab was just in office, but Jezebel was ruling. Jezebel was operating Ahab's house. So what God said, there comes a time when every false master over your life, which is a demonic evil spirit that comes to manipulate, control, destroy what God wants for your life, has to fall in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, a spirit could be operating in any environment where you work and operating you in such a way to keep you in bondage. God is saying that when the son of the prophet stepped in and he spoke a word, there was going to be some real activity of supernatural intervention in the house of Heb and in the house of the children of God. There is something coming to your house that is about to allow Ahab, which is a false king that is not the king of kings, to fall in the mighty name of Jesus. Can somebody say amen? So when, when he comes to this place, the Bible says that I may avenge the blood of my servants, the prophets. 
And all of the servants of the Lord who have died at the hands of Jezebel. So what does this tell you about the operating system of Jezebel? Jezebel kills the work of God. Jezebel dethrones the altar of God. Jezebel takes away the word of God. Jezebel destroys lives. Jezebel causes spiritual abortion in churches, in ministries, in lives. And the Bible tells us this spirit has operated and killed servants of the most high God. And this came a time when God said, enough is enough. Enough is enough. You could have lost somebody because of Jezebel. You could have lost a family member because of Jezebel. Something could have gone wrong in your life because of Jezebel. But I prophesy to you today, enough is enough. You see what God said to him, I'm anointing you. But now is the time when I'm going to avenge the blood of my servants. I'm so excited. I prophesy to every person on TV and this is the season where God will avenge the blood of his servants. Every demonic altar you are going to break in the name of Jesus. I prophesy to you, you are going to fall in the name of Jesus. Every wicked operation, every spirit of Ahab, every spirit that is operating against us, that every master that tries to blind us, that tries to deceive us, that tries to bring us down, that tries to keep us in bondage, every house of Ahab, I've come to tell you, it's your season of perishing in the name of Jesus. It's your season of perishing in the name of Jesus. I declare everything that took the blood of the servants of God and destroyed the true altars by the false prophets and the false ideologies and thought patterns in this land. I prophesy in the name of Jesus. There's a fire coming to you now in Jesus' name. There's a fire coming to you now in Jesus' name. I can feel a supernatural power coming into this place. I can just sense and feel that there's a spirit about to fall because of the grace of God in your life and the anointing in your life. I declare. I can see there's a spirit that is about to break because of the anointing of God. I don't know who I'm talking to today but I can tell you something that Jezebel is going to fall in your house. Jezebel is going to fall in the nations of the world. Jezebel is going to fall in church structures. Jezebel is going to fall in governmental structures. Jezebel is going to fall everywhere that the master has tried to influence and take authority over the children of God and try to keep us down. I declare today that season is over. You might have been troubled by Jezebel. You might have felt suicidal. You felt like dying and you felt like giving up. You might have gone through poverty. You might have gone through some sickness. You might have gone through some disease. You might have faced some trial in your life. You might have said, I want to give up. This is too much for me to handle. But I come to tell you today, God is not interesting in people that want to give up. He's saying, no way. I've got another level of anointing for you today. Just when you thought it's over, there's an anointing that is about to locate somebody in the name of Jesus. I've come to prophesy that somebody is about to get an anointing in the name of Jesus. Elijah had to receive a word. I pray today that you will hear the prophetic voice of God. That you will hear a word from God. And today as God speaks to you, you will arise in the name of Jesus. Don't be afraid and run from the enemy. Run to the enemy. I've come to tell you, don't be afraid and run from the enemy. Run to the enemy. Take the sword of the spirit which is the word of God and begin to start cutting and dismantling every satanic oppressive spirit that has come against your life in the name of Jesus today it is over I declare it's a day of avengement in the house of God when the spirit of Jezebel will die in the 
name of Jesus over your life. Can somebody stand up on your feet and give God a praise like you know that this spirit is about to be destroyed in your life. Come on church, let's give God a victory shout that from this day forward that spirit will live your life. It will live your family. It will live your finance. It will live your health. It will live your children in the mighty powerful name of Jesus. Sick and uh, landed myself in hospital. They gave me, they had quite a few drips and stuff onto me and uh, a pastor came along and he looked at me and he says me what's going on and I basically chased him away from the edge of the bed. I told him please go away. And then he took me into a room and next minute I found myself into church and I can't believe it what happened to me. I was in like total darkness when I came in here but when I walked out of here I walked into light and no one even knew that I missed from the hospital within like an hour, hour and a half time. What the doctor told you was wrong with you? He told you your organs were failing? He told me everything in my body was failing, my organs were failing, everything that was supposed to be working properly that's not working on to me again anymore. Let me tell you all his organs were failing and you know when I looked at him in hospital Straight away, it was a demonic attack. Imagine they're medicating him with drips. They're medicating him to try and help him to, to stay alive. But when I prayed for him, the demon said that the same spirit that killed his father when he was 38 years old came back to visit him because he was 38 years old and said, now he's turn to die. If he was not in a supernatural fire church, he was not in a supernatural anointing, I would have did his funeral and people will think it's normal. But 10 years later, you'll find out that it was a demonic attack that killed him. Church, let me tell you something. Our God is mighty. Come on. Our God is mighty. Amen.